All right, and here we go with episode number three of Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. The movie podcast I like to say is for parents, by parents. That's my catchphrase. That's the best I can do until I find a better one. It's hokey, but it is also true. I am one of your hosts, Jeff Hall. I'm here with... Patrick Terry. Yes, and we are here to talk some movies for you today. We uh, had a... Last episode, we had our special guest. We had, well, special because it's my mom, but I guess uh, also Patrick couldn't make it, so therefore we filled in and uh, used her. She... uh, fun to talk to about the movie Clue, one of my dear, near dear favorites and hers as well. I hope you enjoyed listening to it. If you haven't listened to it, go back, give it a listen, let, me do, let, you, let us know what you think. Um, tonight, our two big heavy hitter movies that we're going to be talking about are going to be Spider-Man Far From Home and Midsummer, or as I, as I tried to come up with a clever title, Webheads and Flowerheads. <laughs> that's uh, that's kind of best. I, I like yours better. Looks could be deceiving. Yeah. They both have that uh, theme kind of going through it. But before we get into all that, let's uh, kind of just step on in with, hey, bud, what's new? Well, I'm much just working, watching movies and working out, trying to get healthy. I saw that, and I'm very proud of you for that. I'm definitely going to be one of your biggest fans, biggest motivators to keep you have you keep going at it because uh you know we all kind of need that and that i think uh that's one of those things whenever you're trying to uh, improve yourself having good friends and family to kind of help motivate you along you're doing better than me i don't run i don't or oh i don't run oh okay no I, I, i go to the gym and uh ride the bike 30 minutes try to get as many miles as i can uh almost made it nine miles so all right, man. You're not doing the soul cycle type thing, are you? Not no. spinning? No. No, no, none of that. <laughs> no, no, no. Your butt's fully on the seat? Not... Fully on the seat. There you go. On a, fully, on a full seat, too, not even a yes. half seat. No. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, <laughs> uh, well, good, man. I'm proud of you for that. I'm definitely... Uh, I've thought about doing more um, since uh, not a lot of people know, but a decent amount of people know I haven't... I've, I used to be really addicted to sodas. I used to be like, that's all I drank. People would ask, do you ever drink water? I go, yeah, Pepsi. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've never really been a water person ever. And then uh, into February, I thought, I kind of challenged myself. What? Uh, so we'll have to try and give up sodas for a month, see how you do. And so I was like, all right, sure. You know, to myself, said, all right, let's let's do it. The entire 31 days of March came and went, and uh, no sodas. Okay. I decided to keep with it. So no soda since? Not, I haven't had one drop of soda since February 28th of this year. That's good. It's either been water, coffee, <laughs> which is one or two a day, but generally just I try to limit it to one, and I don't drink it every day. Um one maybe two a day and then water throughout the day i made not, not really cheating but every now and then i may put one of those little water drink mixes in there right just for some sort of flavor but no it's just water um every now and then get those body armor fruit yeah. drink, you know because something fruity something with some taste but it's not a soda it's still fairly healthy 
better than Gatorade or Powerade or anything because I didn't have all that sugar in it. True. Um, it's not high on sodium either. No. And so I drank, you know, so I try and drink that and I stuck with it and kind of getting it to relate to movies, it gets to be a pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> whenever, whenever you don't drink sodas and either you go to the movies or, or whenever I take my kids to the movies, um, my son will get a soda. It'd be so much better if I did drink them, because him and I get to share one. Right. So then we're not spending more on drinks, because we all know concessions get expensive. Yeah. My daughter gets an apple juice every time. Yeah. So it's a minute made apple juice every time, which is fine. It's kind of humorous, but it's kind, of, but it's fine. And then, uh, so my son will get his drink, and then I'm buying, I'm getting a twenty ounce water. Uh, for like four fifty, almost five dollars for water. Yeah, it's crazy. Not that I'm saying I condone this, and I'm not saying I do this all the time, but I have been known to. Whenever my daughter or my son wants to sneak a blanket or bring a blanket in, I sneak a water in because I think it's ridiculous to pay for water to begin with, but yeah. to spend, but to charge like four fifty, almost five dollars for a water is ridiculous. Yeah, it's basically five dollars. My daughter always gets water. Yeah. And- yeah. <laughs> so that part of drinking water kind of sucks. Um, in April, because I figured, okay, well, I was able to quit sodas without any problems. You know, I'm going to try quitting candy because Skittles are my kryptonite. Yeah. As far as candy, and that's generally what I pop in at work just to snack on or if I, you know, just to have something to do. Since I don't smoke or do anything like that, that's, you know, so. Skittles or candy are kind of my vice. Right. I haven't had any candy. Now, let me preface with this with a caveat. I haven't gone and bought candy solely to eat candy. I've had trail mixes that have like M&Ms in it. Right. But it's the quantity of M&Ms is like so small that I don't count it. If other people want to say, well, you're still eating candy, that's fine. But I really don't see, you know, for me, I'm not eating the trail mix or the candy. It's just in just, there. Just there. Yeah, so. Don't want to leave it out. Right. Anytime the kids offer me candy, I still say no, but I thank them anyways, which is really sweet. It's really hard to do during Easter because it's like all candy. Right. Uh, but it was fine. Um, but yeah, I'm, so that's kind of, and I've lost weight doing that just because I'm not intaking all that sugar and then I'll, you know, from the drinks and from the candy. So that's I've kind of lost weight there. Plus, being outside in the heat has yeah. <laughs> also helped. Um, plus, drinking a lot of water and everything. But I haven't like gone and done really exercises per se. But I'm gonna probably get in and at some point try and start something. Yeah. Uh, Just start kinda, slow and build up. That's kind of that's kind of how I did with everything. You know, with everything else. So yeah. All right. Um, so I got two questions I want to ask you before we hop into our two movies. All right. One we kind of talked about before the show. What was the first movie you remember seeing as a kid? <laughs> Follow that bird. Follow that bird. <laughs> okay. Cool. Do you do you remember actually going to it? Yeah. I mean, I remember I have flashes of being in the dark theater watching it and half the time playing with the lights, but I do remember <laughs> seeing the movie too. Do you remember? Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Um what was do you do you remember the first movie you took your daughter to go see? Ooh. Hmm. Well, the first movie 
when me and her mom was together, we saw Dreamgirls. Okay. And the first movie that we went to when she was of age. First movie I remember may have been Cars. How old was she? First, uh, oh man, I don't even remember the year that came out. <laughs> she was at least four or five. Yeah. 2006 is when Cars came out. Oh, well then it wasn't that one. Maybe it was the sequel. Because <laughs> she was just born in 2006. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it'd be kind of hard to do that. Yeah. I mean, still, I mean, not necessarily. But, you um, still could have seen it. But yeah, but I mean, I'd say it was around when she was about five. Six. 2011. 2011's when Cars 2. So maybe in that one. Okay. I was curious because I was, I think that's something I kind of want to start asking uh, everybody if we start having guests and stuff like that. That's kind of one of those questions I'm always curious about. Yeah. Um, what first movie people went and saw when they were, if they can, one, if they can remember. Right. Like, I can't, I couldn't remember. I had to ask my mom. I said, Mom, and when I talked to her, when I actually text, text, texted it to her because I, uh, because I, uh, I was writing some notes down and everything. I was like, I wonder, I don't even remember the first movie I saw. I wonder what it was. So I sent her a text and she said, I believe when I remember, because I wrote it down now, I don't remember where I put that sheet. Right. I believe she said E.T. was the first one that I went and saw, that they took me to. Or may have been the first one they took me to. Um, but I know my grand no, my grandparents took me to go see E.T., because my grandfather asked if I was crying, and then through my tears, I said, no. So, <laughs> you pulled up the wall. Yeah, so, <laughs> and it, you know, even back then, I was a softie. Um, but also, but uh, she said Snow White was also one of the other first ones. And that uh, when my brother, which, when my, first time my brother saw Snow White, apparently, he, cried, he was scared. Yeah. Because I guess the witch transforming... Or the evil queen transforming into the uh, to the witch scared him too much, so they. Uh, it so was yeah. pretty creepy. It was. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, we've watched it with uh, with with Grayson here, um, and she's four, and I think when it, I think she was early, well, yeah, she was. It was just a few months ago when she saw it for the first time, and she's like, I don't like that witch. <laughs> she mean, <laughs> but uh, yeah. It's, but she didn't. She's not scared of it. Yeah. Just like uh, Wizard of Oz. Both my kids have watched it. Wizard of Oz. I think probably two, two right. maybe three, probably three, and uh, they neither one of them liked that. Me and Miss Gulch. Like both of them. Just it was funny to hear both of them say that. Same time. Not at the same time, but you know, around the same age. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So that was. Uh, so apparently that was the first one I saw. The first movie I remember taking York to go see was Thor. <laughs> okay. He was in his carrier. I mean, he was a baby. Yeah. He don't rem- he doesn't remember it all. I remember it because uh, it uh, and that came out in 2011. So and he was born December 2010. So he so I think Thor came out. Hold on, give me just two shakes and I'll let you know. Um, Usually it tells you the month that it came out. I think it was one of those uh, early like uh, winter ones that came out. Nope, May 6, twenty eleven. So he was six months. Yeah. And he, I mean, he did good. He slept. I mean, he 
gave him a bottle. He's, you know, whenever he was fussy, and then he would sleep. Yep. And if he woke up fussing again, I just rock him and, you know, just hold him or whatever, and he was fine. And I was like, I could start taking my kids to movies. Right. <laughs> I was just like, holy cow. And so throughout the years, I just started taking him, put him in the stroller. Him and I would hit a matinee on my off days. And then we'd just kind of sit in the front area, and then he'd just chill in the stroller. If he got if he got hungry, gave him a bottle, then I'd rock him in the stroller. Bam, he'd be out. Enjoy just, the movie. Enjoy the movie. Yeah, I don't and think then, my daughter's ever been a problem going to the movie. She's always been into it. In credit, she wants to run around with the other kids during the movies. But right. um, her movie selection has gotten a little more mature. She wants to see Godzilla. Okay. Usually it's like the animated movies, but yeah. she wants to see Godzilla. So that's that was surprising. <laughs> uh, but he uh, he'd always been good until about two. Yeah. And he got to about two. He was done. He didn't want to sit in the stroller anymore. Two two and a half. He did not want to sit in the stroller anymore. He was just he wanted to be out. Nothing was going to keep him in. Like he just he became more of an issue. Right. And then when he started throwing fits or whatever, I just move him to the breezeway, and that way I'm not bothering anybody watching the movie. I can still see the movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I was like, okay, we're at that, we're at the age now that we can't go. Yeah, the terrible twos. Exactly. <laughs> and the same thing happened with Grayson. The first movie I took Grayson to go see, I believe, was The Best of Me. It was one of those Nicholas Sparks movies. I am a sucker, sucker for Nicholas Sparks movies. I don't know what it is. I just, I, I, I enjoy them. I listen to them on audiobook. It's. It, it was, like, when I was younger, I enjoyed creative writing. Right. And those were the kind of stuff I would write. Whoever I had a crush a crush on at the time, I would write about. And that would be... So, it was that type of thing. And there were those kind of cheesy kind of stories. Yeah. And so, knowing... I know for well these are cheesy and they're you know, kind of ridiculous. But I enjoy them. And so, guilty pleasure, if you will. I like so, the Notebook. Notebook was good. Yeah, yeah. I've seen... I've seen all of them. I've seen all of them. Um, and I took Grayson to go see The Best of Me back uh, at the Bargain Show in uh, Hickory Hollow when it was still there. Before, you know, back when it's still a Bargain Show. Yeah. Um, so her and I went and saw it. She slept. She woke up. I gave her a bottle. And then she sat in my lap fell back asleep. Perfect. She, yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. So it was great. It was, you know, uh, Daddy Daughter Rom-Com. Well, it wasn't even Com. It was just a rom- romantic movie. It was yeah. cute. And then, uh, yeah, and then I was able to start taking her. I think the only movie I think she really just would not sit still for me, just by myself, was uh, I think Furious Seven was the last. She would not. Uh, she was not having it that day. I and that was like type. one of the last one. That was like one of her last ones that I was able to take her to um, until you know she was a little bit older. I, no, the very last one I was able to take her to go see wasn't even with me. It was, uh, I talked to my wife into coming with us. I said, hey, let's go see the Lego Batman movie. We'll take the kids. They'll love it. You know, they'll be good. I said, Grayson's great for me during the movies. Right. I said, I've never, want, you know, I've never really had a problem with her. Nothing I can. Just take her down to the breezeway, calm her down, give her a bottle, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that did go so well. <laughs> she, she made a liar out of me so quickly. We went... <laughs> We went to the theater. We were at the very top. I was like, all right, honey. This is going to be good. We're having a good time. We're all as family. We're at the movies. This is going to be great. Grayson's going to be good for us. She's, I mean, I'm hyping her up, you know. 
being the best hype man one person could be. Right. And then until she makes a liar on me, she's a holy terror. She doesn't want to sit. She doesn't want to do this. She will not listen. If I'm not taking her down to Breezeway, uh, my wife is, and it's just not going well at all. And I think to this day, my wife still hasn't seen the full um, the full movie. We own it. Yeah. <laughs> we still yeah. haven't seen the full movie yet. Um, and I think I've only seen it once all the way through. Um, but yeah, it was rough. I can't, and I just, I was so mad at her. I was like, I cannot believe you made a liar on me. <laughs> and it was another good couple of years before. And so we took a little hiatus from going to the movies until um, one day, uh, about a year, maybe a little year, year and a half ago, uh, about a year ago, she decided, you know, I took my son to go see a movie and she goes, well, I want to go to the movies. I'm like, you do? Yeah. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, on Tuesday, because that's when one of the theaters has their cheap days, they're, yeah. I think they're like five fifty a day or per show, <clears throat> we decided we're going to go. I'm like, all right, let's, you know, I'll go find us a movie, you know, I'll pick you up from, I'll pick you up from school early, from preschool early, and we'll go. So we went and saw Show Dogs. Oof. Mm. Show Dogs is the one where it's the, like the dog show. The Dogs Talk. It's one of those movies. Oh. Will Arnett's in it. Natasha Leone's in it. And, of course, there's famous voices, you know, voicing all the dogs and everything. And I knew what I was getting myself into. Because it was the only kids movie out at the time. Right. So that's what we were going to go see. She absolutely loved it. She had, I mean, I think part of it's just the experience of being able to go. Yes. She absolutely loved it. It wasn't as bad as I was expecting it to be. I actually laughed in some parts. It's still very much, obviously, a kids' movie. It's geared. I mean, it's what it's for, but right. It, and we and I got her for for Christmas. I was like, you know, because she remembers going to it, and that's kind of a sentimental thing on my end because it's the first one I've been able to really take her to, where she, where she just yeah, where she kept her attention. Yeah, is. where yeah. So she's following growing enough to get you know to do that. So, anyways. Um, that's kind of what where we're at is now we go. I don't want to say we go once a week, but we if we can we'll go on Tuesdays because it's the bargain day, and especially in the summer when it's uh, when there's a lot of kids movies out more than usual. Yeah. We try and go out there. So, all right, well let's let's do it, man. Let's delve. In, let's uh, go into our first movie, Spider-Man: Far From Home. Uh, you want to start it off? All right. Well, uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home. Had a release date of July the second, which was a Tuesday, which was kind of odd, but uh, but it did pretty good numbers. Uh, the budget was 160 million, and as far as the U.S. numbers that first week, it was 185 million. Okay, so it made about 20 something over. Yep, so it made its budget back, and then as far as I know they were worried, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then as far as the the gross for that first week worldwide combined was 580 million. So half, over half a billion for that first from Tuesday through Sunday. Wow. Yeah. That's well, it helps when you have Fourth of July holiday in there. So you got one, maybe two days. That's true. Off, depending on if uh, most places are closed on Friday. Yeah. And Spider Man is the first movie that comes after Endgame. So. Yeah. So everybody's going to want to know does it, because I know, because uh, the trailer never tells you, Mm-mm. except no. for the most recent one, but the trailer never tells you if it's 
when the movie takes place. Is it pre-in-game or post-in-game? Right, because I had a thought that it was right before that school bus scene in Infinity War. They were coming back from this trip, but nothing like it. But apparently, uh, as far as this movie goes, it takes place eight months after Endgame. Okay, so. Now, question before we get too far along, so Mm -hmm. our listeners all know too. Do you want to cover spoilers, yay or nay? Because if so, we'll give a spoiler alert, and then we can also, whenever we drop it, we'll uh, we'll also... I mean, we can, because some things it's hard to talk about without spoiling. Without spoiling. All right. So you're being forewarned. We will it's get... possible. We'll, we'll delve into some spoilers on Spider-Man. We're definitely going to delve into some spoilers on Midsummer because we have to talk about some <laughs> things when it comes to that. It's hard to talk broad strokes. I mean, it's not hard, but it's not as much fun. We'll yeah. put it that way. So I'll definitely post uh, to let people know that ahead of time to go Spoilers. see one or both these movies if you're interested. And if you care about, uh, if you're one of those people that don't like getting spoiled, please hit stop and then go watch them and then come back, hit play again. Yeah. Okay. Continue, my dear friend. <laughs> All right. So, again, takes place eight months after Endgame. So are we going to go ahead and do spoilers now? Yep. Drop it, man. We, right. They've been forewarned. All right. So, well, starts off explaining what happens to the people that got dusted. Yes. I forgot. They, 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 call, call, it, they call it the blip. The blip. That's the right. Blip. So, Which is the lame-ass name. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently, like, but it's, it, they took a comedic approach to explain yeah. it, but there's, when you think about it, it's kind of dark because yeah. if these students came back exactly where they were when this happened, yeah. think about the helicopter we saw. And then I'm pretty sure people were on planes. And if they came back exactly where they were when they dusted... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was cleanup, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but, um, so it starts with that. And um, basically, Peter Parker has a crush on MJ. Yeah. But they're getting ready for their trip going over to Europe, and he has a plan to reveal his his feelings. Yeah. And, um, you know, he just wants to go have fun, enjoy his time with his friends. Yes. Not worry about course, being superheroing. Right. Especially and, after all the drama of Endgame and then the, uh, and then the, uh, the passing. Of his, yeah. of his uh, good friend slash mentor. So, that's, yeah. that's true. And, um, of course, he's Spider-Man. Nothing's ever stays normal with him. Can't, can't take can't, can't take a holiday, Spider-Man. No. Always, uh, always a hero. No matter a superhero, what. you're a superhero, man. That's it. Responsibility. Right? Yeah. Great power and all that. Yeah, all that jazz. All that garbly <laughs> gook. Yep. And, um... Uh, that's all I got as far as the beginning of the movie. Okay. Yeah. So, what happens is what happened was <laughs> Spider-Man tried to leave his uh, tried to leave his uh, suit behind. Tried. Cause, yeah, he's like, I'm gonna, I'm not taking it. I'm taking this vacation. I'm gonna try and get I'm try gonna try and get with MJ. Kind of try and stay loose and enjoy myself on this trip. It was a science trip, wasn't it? But no, it was supposed to be a science trip. Yeah, but yeah, no much science. science. They didn't, yeah, not much science. <laughs> no. Uh, one of the things I really, well, we'll finish talking about. Kind of, he runs into, were they Italy first or Prague? I can't remember. I think no, Prague was the, the alternate route because it's supposed to be. Oh yeah, yeah, supposed to be France, but they got right, and they got diverted. Yeah. 
Um, Italy. They were in Italy then. Okay. I think. Yeah. And I think they're in. Italy. I believe they were in Italy, and they. Uh, and it comes out that this big was it a rock monster? I can never. In Italy, it was the water. The water. Okay. It was water a big monster. water. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. And just water monster. I think they call it Hydro Man or thing, something like that. Had jumped out and started attacking the city and everything, and then all of a sudden, this character comes flying through, and it's not Spider-Man; it's this new hero question mark yeah. named Mysterio. Well, he they, got named. They gave him the name. They gave Mysterio. him the name Mysterio, yeah. played by Jake Gyllenhaal, who I think did a really good job. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I love Jake Gyllenhaal. I'll watch him, you know, in just about anything. But I was curious how he was going to approach how he was going to approach this role. I don't know much. I mean, I, it's no secret I'm more of a DC person than Marvel, right. as far as when it comes to comic books. Um, if it's not Punisher or Wolverine, I probably don't know much, a whole lot. I know some Spider-Man, Captain right. America too. I know yeah. more Captain America than I do anything else. Um, but if it's not that, I'm not going to know who these characters are. Right. I know the main main villains for Spider-Man, but I don't know the B B or C villains like Mysterio. I, yeah. I've heard of them. I've seen them. I couldn't tell you powers. I couldn't tell you who this dude is. No, I didn't so, know much. Exactly. <laughs> Which I kind of enjoyed. I liked. I liked that they didn't just use one. I, I'm glad they didn't recycle one they've used from a previous movie. True. Because that's already been done. We know. Yeah, pretty much good. like the Vulture from. Homecoming. Exactly. I didn't know much about him. Exactly. But it, but it worked. <laughs> it worked, and it worked well. Like it, they did a really good job with it. And the same way with what they did with Mysterio. So Mysterio is basically an illusionist. He's, I believe, um, not, I guess, a master of illusion, or something like that. Something like that. Cause he's basically a normal guy. Yes. Can't he, really fight, so he uses illusions to, pretty to much, do stage. his battle. Yeah, stage things. So he basically stages his fights. He's like the best wrestler ever. He stages his fights. <laughs> they're right. very well rehearsed. I mean, they're rehearsed. I mean, it's true. That's true. They're rehearsed. It's very well high production value. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, just no baby oil, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, that would, I'd like to see that super. I'd like to see that super villain. Oh, just Lord. baby oil man. <laughs> Spider-Man can't get a hold of him. He's too slick. <laughs> Webbing won't stick. The webs won't stick. <laughs> oh, that's oh, too man. much. Um, but, yeah, so he starts, and then he gets introduced, and then Nick Fury gets involved because he he's been trying to track down Spider-Man, but Spider-Man's uh, been... He's ghosting him. Ghosting as him. As the word they he use. don't ghost Nick Fury. No. The no. best... I still think that's my favorite line in the movie. Yes. You don't ghost him. You don't ghost Nick Fury. <laughs> Uh, that still cracks me up, um, but yeah. So they more or less try and do a team up and to fight these villains until something happens, and then Peter finds out that he's not the hero that he thinks so, he's going to be. Because like the original premise is Mysterio, who's yeah. also Quentin Beck. Yes, comes from a different version of Earth. Yes. I forget the number multiverse that he used, or something like that, or but it's like multiverse. Yeah. So, um, upon 
introduction, he's like, we could have used you in my world. So he's kind of given this, yes, I'm, I'm a hero from a different world. We couldn't handle these people, these um, villains in our world, but they somehow came through Portal, so I'm here to help you. Right. So, That's now, a better way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a, it is a team up. And Till realizes that during the team up, uh, that was the one in Prague then. Because they went to the opera and then... Yeah. Or something like that. And they uh, teamed Spider-Man and Mysterio teamed up. And then during the fight, a piece of this drone or whatever that's helping cast the illusion breaks. MJ finds it and then gives it to Peter. And then they're like, oh crap, this is not all... This isn't real. And that Mysterio is actually more of a villain than he's actually a villain. And then... Yeah, kind of goes, all hell breaks loose. Yeah. So, without going completely all the way through everything, and giving spoilers of every yeah. single thing. I mean, it is a nice reveal. It is a great, I mean, it's not a, it's not, it's not like you're going, sitting in the movie going, well, if they're teaming up, who's really the villain? Right. You kind of know something. You, you, you know, you have to go, well, no, in the comics, Mysterio is a villain, so he yeah. obviously is a it's villain. Like, I mean, even if you're not big on comics, like I wasn't big in Spider-Man comics. Right. I knew someone, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like, yeah, he's just too nice, too good. Yeah, yeah. It's like, wait a minute. That and Jake Gyllenhaal's casted as this guy, so obviously he's not going to be casted as a side character. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of, you know. It's not going to go well at some point. <laughs> exactly. So, it, but it turned out, uh, I thought the performances were really good. I thought the way they handled tone was really good, too. Yeah. Uh, they had a healthy balance of comedy. Um, a really good... Like, the comedy was really well done. <clears throat> Martin Starr reprises his role as the... Well, I guess he was the debate teacher in the fir- in uh, Homecoming. Oh, yeah. Yes. And now he's, you know, he's basically taking, I guess, the lead chaperone on the trip. And right. then J.B. Smooth... Um, Comic relief. <laughs> yeah, comic relief, and I forgot what else he's been on. I guess he's kind of co-host on a couple other shows. Yeah, and uh, I actually really like him as a as a comic. I thought he, and I thought in the movie he did a good job too. Yeah, and then uh, Zendaya, I think I liked her in this because they gave her more to do. Right. Then they did in Homecoming. They fleshed her character out a little more. Yes, and Before. made her. Yeah, it kind of, and I understand why they did it really utilize her too much in Homecoming. Yeah. Because they didn't want... Because they were the main focus to be on Vulture's daughter because that's who Peter was dating and all that. And that big reveal so, that... Yes. I was like, whoa. I was like, oh, snap. Yeah. We got MJ. Yes. And it's not the MJ everybody expects it to be. It's, it works. Yes. And more artsy, snarky, kind of yeah. dark, more of a dark... Yeah, I mean, she still maintains her same personality from Homecoming. Yes. But... There's more layers. More layers, and yeah. it's more endearing too. Yes. So it makes their, it makes their uh, chemistry just work even better because it's, it's kind of works off of each other. Yeah, they're both pretty much in the same boat. They want to say what they want to say, but they're kind of don't have the opportunity. Yeah, or n- know how to do it. Yeah, yeah they, sh- you know, they're shy because you know, they're teenagers. Yeah, so they're True. not really sure how to express themselves or. If, 
you know, like mo- like most seniors don't know if the other one's gonna fear and rejection. Yeah, fear and rejection. Yeah, thank you. And so, but it was very. I thought it was very well done. And Jill and Hall's performance, I think, was good. I don't. I wouldn't say it was bad. Um, I mean, it's good. It wasn't. It, it wasn't anything. I'm was just like, oh my god, he was such a great villain. It was, right. But it was good. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing to be upset about for sure. It was very serviceable. Yes. There you go. <laughs> and it wasn't just half. It wasn't just like he phoned it in. He no. No, he he did a good job. Um, one thing most people, if you, hopefully if you're still listening and have seen it, you already know that there's not one but two post-credit scenes. Yep. I think I texted you after I went and saw it because you saw it first. Yes. And I think you were the one that told me it had two post-credit scenes. Thank you very much because my kids were both ready. I took my kids to go see Far From Home. And... Uh, my daughter was the one that said she wanted to go. At four, she wanted to go. She, because I took her to see uh, Into the Spider Verse. Right. She loves Spider Man after that one, so she's ready. To, she's ready. So I showed her the trailer for this for uh, for this one, and she said yes, she wanted to go. So I took both of them, and my son definitely wanted to go. So we, so the three of us went, and uh, I, my wife stayed home and, and just enjoyed not ha- just had enjoyed having the house to herself. <laughs> so she was cool with that. Yeah. Um, but I know too she wants to see she would like to see the movie um, but yet when I saw those two post credit scenes by this between the first one and the second one between those two my daughter was antsy and ready to go Right. she was actually because there was music playing she was dancing in the aisle just to have something to do but she always dances though it's her thing yeah and my son's like, can we go? I said, dude, there's one more. We got one more, okay? We had we're staying, okay? <laughs> Just chill. <laughs> so, um, but after both pet both post credit scenes, I straight up was like, damn, those were good. Yes, those were probably the two best post credit scenes we've had in a couple of movies. Yeah, it's been a while. Because Ant Man wasn't really him being trapped in the or you know trapped in the uh, quantum realm and. And everybody else getting dusted. That was fine. That was cool. But but was, ants on the drums. Yeah. Ants on the drums. Just like, yeah. y'all were just looking for something to just shove in here. Yeah. All right. Fine. Whatever. We have no but idea. Let's put a we don't, yeah, yeah. giant animal drums. Yeah, yeah. All right. Ants on yeah. drums? Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. kids will love it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, obviously, and then, uh, yeah, I don't think, did Infinity War have one? I don't think Infinity War had one, did it? Just um, Nick Fury and oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah Nick Fury when he called, when he uh, called uh, Mary Hill Mary Hill when he called yeah. Captain Marvel yeah yeah and then Captain Marvels was just her showing up at Avengers headquarters yeah so and then Endgame didn't have one which was good and it didn't it right. didn't need one um but yeah I thought but I thought that one I was like holy crap. Because I knew something was up. I was like, but now I'm like wondering, so, well, since we're already getting into spoilers, so when the scrolls turn out to be Nick Fury and Maria Hill, and Maria Hill I have questions. Yeah, my wheels started turning. Like, how long has this been? One, how long has this been? Two, two, how did Nick Fury get on the spaceship? Because the last time we saw uh, Talos, 
and his wife, they were taken away by Captain Marvel. Yeah, to find flying off. That's and granted, that was been that what, was the twenty 90s. years. Yeah, that was twenty years. Yeah, because in the mid nineties, so it'd been twenty years. So when did they come back? True. Why isn't? But it makes sense because when I was watching the movie and then they revealed that, I started looking back at the movie, and I kind of figure out, yeah, Nick Fury wasn't exactly Nick Fury. Yeah, he was off. He was a little off. I'm like, hey, something's not right. And then when yeah. they revealed that, like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, and then, uh, was it you that was telling me, or was it, it might have been one of my that's telling me about the crust. No, it was Nick me. Fu- it was you? Okay, yeah. Nick Fury and the crust. Yeah. So that may explain that answer right there. Yeah, because um, Captain Marvel, he said he doesn't eat the toast that's cut at an angle. Yeah. And then Age of Ultron... When he when they had that big scene on uh, at uh, Hawkeye's house, yeah, he I could swear he was eating toast that was cut at an angle. Yeah, so so that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't make sense to them because they didn't know that. Right, right, right. Yeah, just yeah. Just looking back, I was like, you know, uh, what's going on here? When a soldier, if you're supposedly died, right. So I figure maybe that's when that switch happened. He was it's severely possible. hurt. Yeah. So they sent him space. Kept. Talos here for Nick Fury. To, yeah. Well, that also makes sense about when the, in uh, in Far From Home when they bring up when Nick Fury and Maria Hill are talking about right before he gets the phone call about uh, a Kree soldier being or Kree soldiers being undercover or something like that or in disguise or something yeah, like that. That too. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I did that little uh, <laughs> that little dog head tilt and went. <laughs> I went, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I kind of had it quick. That's a, that, yeah, and that was real quick. I was like, why are we talking about Cree? <laughs> I'm like, I see what you did. Yeah. No, it's got to come back, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to come back, right? Something's going to happen. So. And then I kind of understand their chemistry. I've never seen Nick Fury and Marie Hill really that close. Yeah. You know, they've always hit each other's back, but yeah, it's not like that. Yeah, they ain't chill. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Little, yeah. So, and then the... Uh, Second post-credit scene. Well, actually, that was a, that was the second. second. The first one. Wow. So, have you read the article or seen any article? I uh, I read one. Was I mean it was a fan theory one, but pretty much. But I think it was on comicbook.com or something. I don't know, one of those. One of those comic book ones that basically said, "What if? Um, what if that the." First post credit scene had a uh, one. It was good to see J.K. Simmons come back as Jameson. Yes, I like how he, I like how they're deciding to update his role instead of a newspaper having him basically do like an Alex Jones uh, conspiracy theory type. Uh, Pretty much like a web show. <laughs> yeah, web show, Daily Bugle web show. Yeah, and about Spider Man and everything. Yeah. It, it looks, I, I really like the iteration because that, because when you think about that, probably is what he would be, evolve. yeah, evolved to. Yeah. So if I can't do it here, I'm just going to do it just, on my own. Yeah. <laughs> and so with them revealing who Spider-Man really is, have you read anything about Craven possibly being the villain in the next Spider-Man movie? I've heard rumors. Maybe that would happen because of the reveal. Craven might be the most watchable because everybody would be out to get him, right? That'd and probably have like a bounty or something like that, and then send Craven after him. Yeah. 
That'd be perfect. My question is, who who should be Craven then? Well, I actually, I didn't read the article, but I read okay. a caption uh-huh. that said Tom Holland was trying to push for Jason Momoa to be Craven. So I don't know. I could see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. But, yeah, I could see that. I don't know who I'd want. I don't know. I don't know much enough about the character. Me either. With the thought, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He just has, where's the lion's made is his jacket or whatever, but that's about it. Yeah, but I've also heard about him maybe being the villain in Black Panther 2. So, okay. Because I think they're, they've had battles before. Okay, yeah. probably. I can see that too. Yeah. Okay. So maybe that's where he gets introduced, and then in credit in that movie, I'm going after Spider-Man. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um. All right, you got anything else? Mm. No, I think we're good. Don't okay. want to talk too much more about it. That people leave something to people. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right, man. <laughs> Let's. That so that was Spider-Man: Far From Home. Now we got to get into the craziness that is Midsummer. Mm-hmm. I've been interested in wanting to see this movie after I saw the trailer. Because after I saw the trailer, I went, what in the hell is this movie? <laughs> and I could not... I said, okay, it's a cult movie. I'm cool with this. Right. And then it just got stranger and stranger in the preview. And I'm like, okay. This is going to be good. Oh, from the director of Hereditary. I'm in. Why am I in? Because Hereditary was bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> On several different levels. I wrote a review of this on my website uh, before I started... Before we started... Before I got into, you know, started doing the podcast, and Hereditary was one of those movies that I thought was, I could see why a lot of people liked it, and I could see why a lot of people hated it, and it's one of those movies you either loved it or hated it. I thought I actually was able to find a good happy medium. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the acting was great. I thought the story was very interesting. I didn't know. I don't do gore. I don't like blood and guts. I like good suspenseful horror. I don't like blood and guts. Um, that's not slasher horror, torture porn horror, whatever you want to call it. That stuff's not for me. I like good thriller horror. There's got some blood's fine. Right. Just not gushing. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't Tarantino know. type yeah. blood. <laughs> right, right. Like, I don't need all that nonsense for it to be a good horror movie. Like, I like the first Halloween movies. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. That was more psychological. Exactly. More yeah. psychological. That's my thing. Jaws, which yeah. is, you can go back and forth on whether or not that's a horror or whether that's a, just a thriller. Right. <clears throat> but that type of anticipation or just um, psychological, you just have to assume this happened. Right. That kind of thing. So, Hereditary did a lot of that, but it also did the some of the gore and some scenes too. That just went fine, whatever. I'm not gonna win them all. So yeah. yeah, with that movie, I was good. Yeah, halfway through, but the ending kind of left me like, what just happened? So <laughs> it kind of it kind of ruined my experience. Like I was with the movie all up to the end. I was like, everything before this point was great. And now I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, and you saw it before I did. Um, I you know I can't find a budget for this movie. Uh, <coughs> I found. 10 million. Uh, 10 million? Okay. That's from what I looked at on IMDb. Okay, because I couldn't find it. I found I found the opening weekend. I found the gross, but I haven't been able to find the the uh, 
budget. I actually think it might have been on Wikipedia. Okay. I don't, I don't think it was on IMDb. Yeah, it's not on there. Just yeah. IMDb just lists uh, opening weekend and gross. Yeah. So, so you said $10 million was the budget? According to Wikipedia. Okay. That's right. interesting. I wonder what yeah. it... It had to be the set, don't you think? Not really a lot of it was... It wasn't a lot. I mean, yeah. It was in this small town. Maybe it was just... No, they made that. They made that. They made that set. It's just a field. Yeah, it's a, fi- it's a field with <laughs> yeah. like six buildings. They, you know, they constructed all of that. Yeah, maybe but, it went to all the artwork <laughs> inside the inside the uh, bunker. Possibly, and then so. maybe just research on the culture. Debate. I don't know because it doesn't have any stars in it. No, I didn't. I didn't know anybody. No. So, allow me to. All right, let's educate. All right, so midsummer. God, I don't even know how to. I want to read you the description because I don't think I could do it justice by just trying to just kind of give you an idea. So basically, <laughs> it says here, a couple travels to Sweden, which is really, it's a couple and their friends, travel to Sweden to visit a rural hometown's fabled midsummer festival. What begins as an idyllic retreat quickly devolves into an increasingly violent and bizarre competition at the hands of a pagan cult. Hmm. You remember seeing that movie? <laughs> no. My so, tagline, I was like, college students go on a Swedish vacation and encounter disturbing cult activity. You know what? I almost sent you a text when I was watching this. Mm-hmm. I almost sent you a text that, that just said, white people, damn. Because <laughs> well, really. Some crazy stuff. Yes. Granted, there was a black person. Yes. Chi-Chi from uh, A Good Place, If for those that watch it. We just uh, started watching it here at the Hall House. Um, William Jackson Harper, that's his name, plays Chi-Chi from The Good Place. The the African-American in the movie. Right. No yeah. other. I mean, it's Sweden, so it's you know, it's fairly fairly white. But, uh, so, okay. So, so, yeah, so the budget, you said the budget was 10. Yes. Uh, weekend made 6.3. I think as of right... Nowish, we'll go nowish. Nowish is a word, isn't it? I would think it made his money back. <laughs> Should have. Yeah. So in nowish terms, um, I believe it's right about fourteen million, fourteen point eight million, in just in the U.S. I didn't even have worldwide yet. So well, they'll they'll always make it in Sweden. Yeah, true. <laughs> sure. Or or not? I don't even know. We'll, I guess we'll see. It was uh, directed by Ari Aster and also written by Ari Aster. The he came up with the idea after a breakup. If you could, if you if you knew that, if you would knowing this going in, should really tell you kind of how hard he took this breakup. Yeah, because so <laughs> I'm still laughing about it because so this movie's so weird. I mean, it was technically a breakup. It is. It's so, about relationships. Yeah. It, I've read two different articles. If you go to the, uh, if you go to our website, the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast website on WordPress, you'll see I posted a link for an article that explains all the different meaning, like symbolisms, different meanings in the movie that you may not catch or may not. Oh yeah, that's the one you understand. sent me, right? It's the yeah. one I sent you. Yeah. That's very in depth. Yeah, and made a little bit more sense after reading it and then uh, reading some trivia about it was kind of helped me understand the movie better so the the movie stars uh 
Florence Pugh. She was in Fighting With My Family, um, the TV show Marcella, which is on uh, Netflix, which is really good. That also stars Anna Friel, who was on um, Pushing Daisies. Anyways, that's a good show, so I would recommend that one on Netflix. And then she was also on The Commuter with Liam Neeson. Uh, I have not seen Fighting With My Family, nor have I seen The Commuter. I would only know her from Marcella. It also stars Jack Rayner. He was in the movie Ken. I don't know if you ever saw that, K-I-N, where they find the alien gun. I wanted to see it, but I never got to... I I rented it from the library. It's actually pretty entertaining. Uh, Check it out. Yeah, yeah. It's PG-13. It... I'd let you work watch it because it's not very violent. It's I don't think there's too many cursing in it. So, and it's got a, you know it's got a couple of kids in it. And I think he plays the older brother in it. Yeah. So it's not bad. It's not a bad one. I mean, it's one to definitely either check out from the library of Redbox mm-hmm. or if you find it on streaming, it wouldn't be a complete waste of an hour and a half. Um, That's cool. I mean, it's entertaining. Yeah. Um, he was also in the movie that came out uh, last fall called On the Basis of Sex. Um, about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, her early rise. It's not the it's the fictionalized version of Felicity Jones. Yeah, the one from Rogue One. Um, that plays Jerry Norris. So okay. she played uh, RGB in it, and he was also in the movie Detroit, which I really enjoyed. Uh, that, oh, I gotta watch that. Y- you have got to watch that one. Yeah. I'm here to tell you. It is intense. I love Catherine Bigelow, so The Hurt Locker is hands down one of my favorite movies. So, yeah. No, shoot, Detroit was amazing. Uh, plus, Finn, uh, Boyega, there yeah. we go, was also in that. Anyways, he had a smaller role, but he's still good. And then I already mentioned William Jackson Harper from The Good Place. He was also in the show Jack Ryan on Amazon Prime, which I forgot he was in. I probably need to rewatch it. And then Will Poulter just has one of those I want to punch you in the face faces. As in you yes. want to punch him in the face? <laughs> he was in he was also in Detroit. He was the main I guess villain. He was also in The Revenant and All Good Things which is a movie Ryan one of Ryan Gosling's lesser movies. Um, and then Wilhelm Blombert, Blomgern Blomgern Anyways, he played Pele. The, he played the Swede. Yes. <laughs> the guy that brought him there. Um, it's his first U.S. film. Everything else is Swedish titles that it, that I found on his on his filmography. Um, so, yeah, so the movie good. basically is about these group of grad students that are trying to work on their thesis, and their Swedish friend who's over, I guess, on a visa, you know, school visa from... Uh, Sweden is getting ready to head back and had invited them to come to their to his midsummer, and uh, and so they agreed to go. At least the guys did. The uh, Danny, played by Florence Hugh, decides that well, doesn't decide. She's going through a lot. It's introduced in the beginning of the film that her sister has problems having problems with the family. She's really close to her sister. Comes to find out her sister and her rest of her family pass away. Yep. And she's recovering from that. She's not sure if she's going to break up with her boyfriend, played by uh, her boyfriend, Christian, 
which is a little simple, like, a little too on the nose for there, right? Right. Um, played by Jack Rayner. If they're going to break up or not, he hasn't decided if he wants to break with her. Neither one really want to tell each other, so right. they stay together. Yeah, his friends are like, man, just go ahead and break up, but he's like, nah. Exactly. Yeah. He's like, no, but, you know, I really like her, but she keeps calling, but, yeah. And then she hasn't decided if she's going to or not. And they had this interesting scene where when she finds out that they're going to Sweden and she knows nothing about it. Right. Yeah. And then he just tries to play it off. Well, we're just talking about it. But you're leaving in like three weeks. <laughs> He's like, well, I'll just decided today. Yeah. You already got your plane ticket. <laughs> yeah, but you already, she's calling him on a shit. Yeah. And she ain't about to hear it. No. And, but then she goes and apologizes because he makes her sound like she's being the one. He makes it sound like he's he being the one being attacked. He yes. flips the switch to make him like the victim. The victim. And, and like he's like he's the one being attacked. Yeah. Which which she just brings up a good point. Like if that's what exactly. you're doing, yeah, that's, why not mention it? Yeah, why not mention it? Yeah. Why hide it? You know, yeah. just go ahead and tell me. And it's very interesting how he plays his character. Because yeah. it's not, I mean, we think, we think, you know, okay, well, you're playing the asshole boyfriend. Right. That's not that hard to do. Mm-mm. But it kind of is. <laughs> but the way he does it, though, the way he acts it is very interesting. Like, it's not very direct. It's very, it's not through dialogue. A lot of it's not through dialogue. It's through, through his actions. Body his language. actions, body chemistry. Not chemistry, but his body, body you know, his. Language. Yes, body <laughs> language. The way he, you know, does certain things throughout the movie. Right. To make it seem like, wow, this guy's a complete douchebag. Why is she still with him? Right. But a lot of it, but because of all the trauma she's gone through with her family, she's got a lot of, a lot more insecurities, I guess. And maybe that's not, you know, maybe that's why. I or maybe she feels like she needs to have somebody because she doesn't have anybody. I guess maybe he feels sorry for her. He doesn't want to break up with her. Right after and that. And that's happened. And then she's... Yeah, she really has nobody now. Yeah, she really does. <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless she's got cousins or something like that somewhere yeah. that, you know, just never got introduced. Right. So he has to break it to his friends that Danny's coming with him on this trip to Sweden, on this guy's trip where they were going to go meet Swedish girls and and get with them. And the crazy stuff. Yeah. And now <laughs> there's a little wrench thrown in there. And that's one thing I did notice in that scene. And there's several scenes that, you know, I'll kind of get into that are very well done as far as they're, they're very well, uh, what's the word? It's well, well shot. Like the cinematography is pretty good in this movie. It's not the angles, like the scene where they, he's having to break it to his friends. Yeah. Let's say that, that static, that shot. static shot yeah. from the floor. It's mm-hmm. not it, cause it's shooting up. Because if you look, there's a mirror right behind that couch. Yeah. You don't see anybody. You don't see a camera or anything. Right. Because I I look for stuff like that because I don't I don't personally look for gas, but I'm like, can you see the camera? Can you see the person? You know, I'm I I just curious how they like. I, I'm always interested in camera shots and angles and how they do certain things. And then if you can see, any, you know, anything in the shot when there's a mirror, because mirrors. 
Kind of tells the mirror. <laughs> yeah, mirrors can work against you. Yeah, but it was very well shot because they had to shoot it from both. When Danny comes through the door, they flip the camera around, basically where the mirror would be, right. and put it there to to then uh, shoot. So it's anyways uh, stuff like that. Plus the uh, plus once they uh, get there, we'll. We're gonna we're gonna end up running out of time. We're gonna this is gonna be an extra long episode oh. for a minute because we we're just now cracking the cracking the egg on this one. So they go they go to Sweden. They're Pele, their Swedish person that takes them there. They go by car until they get to a certain area, and then they basically go on foot the rest of the way. Right. They're given hallucinogens yeah. or the mushrooms. That was a trippy scene right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they get. They trip out over on mushrooms and everything, and then nothing's really quite right. Pretty much from that point on, they meet some other people, uh, some other uh, people from the commune that also brought uh, people from other countries. I guess one one of them Pele's brother or yes close friend yes like, yeah, and I forgot his name already, but yeah, the one that the one guy that threw. Uh, they had a sh- they had a fit about the guy that peed on the sacred log or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we gotta go. We gotta go. <laughs> exactly, and we don't know any better. Damn Americans, go figure. Peeing <laughs> <laughs> wherever they want, marking their territory. Right. Um. So they go and they meet up. They meet two people, a couple from from London, and then I believe there's a couple from somewhere else. Don't really get. To meet them a whole lot. And then they start, they go and they meet everybody in the commune and find out where they live. You know, they eat and then they find out where they bunk. It's in this kind of, what's the best way to put it? It looked like they converted a barn. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. (laughs) Yeah. But it's beautifully, it's beautiful inside. There's, they hired, actually had some trivia about it. Um, so, hold on, give me just one sec. Find out where it's at here. Because I wrote it down. I was like, oh my God. Um, the bunkhouse. The paintings uh, depict much of the plot. The artwork was designed, was done by a guy named Ragnar Purbson, I think it is. I'm probably butchering names like crazy today. Uh, he did all that artwork. And it's, if you when you watch the movie... If you're like me, you were paying close attention because you figured the artwork had to mean something. Right. And it did. It depicted it. It depicted uh, key points in the movie. We're on. We're on. We're in each piece of artwork you saw. And there was a scene where they deliberately are shooting in a field, and they, and then the dolly moves. It's a dolly shot that moves across. And it shows this blanket that's being hung like a line dried, I guess. Yeah. And it de- has these disturbing depictions of uh, of this woman and what's happened to her with this guy try- basically trying to woo a person um, that she wants to mate. And it's very cool how they shot that because it could have just stat you know just a static shot and just called it a day. Right. But it was very moving because it told the story as it went. Just later for that to actually happen in the movie, so everything that was shown, yeah, <laughs> everything they show was deliberate and foreshadowed upcoming things. 
but there was so much that if you just didn't catch it, you know, it's just you go back and look like, oh yeah, that was there. That's true because some of the things I didn't catch till I read that article, and I was like, right. oh yeah, everything that happened was pretty much set up beforehand if you paid attention. To right, it. and like in uh, when in Danny's apartment when they were showing her in her apartment trying to reach her sister, and mm-hmm. the part when uh, the scene where her and Christian had the argument, she's got different paintings on her wall. I'm like, these are kind of weird paintings just to have and like not have anything else. Because <laughs> it's a fairly bare apartment, it's, right? It's a uh, it's a very it's a very it's kind of scarce, not a whole lot. So you figure when there's not a whole lot to look at, what you are looking at is probably going to come back at some point or have some sort of meaning. At least that's where I got when I was watching. I'm like, I was like, why does she have a? This is a weird painting of a bear with a girl like got her hair, head up against the bear's head, just kind of kneeling there. I was like, that's going to come back. You know, I got I said, I'm about to watch it again now. See? <laughs> and you're hating yourself for the fact yeah. that you're going to have to watch this again. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, shit, I'm going to have to watch this damn movie again, aren't I? So now I'm like, I'm probably need to go through the, because I guess I'm a glutton for punishment, I'll probably have to go through the hereditary stuff and look yeah. through that again because it's on, uh, I think it's on Prime. So I'll probably go back and stream it on Prime <laughs> just yeah. to watch it again. I'm like, I don't even know if I want to watch this again, but... If Midsummer had all these kind of things, I can't even imagine. I mean, I was reading, I don't know if it was part of the article, but mm-hmm. just saying the dollhouse that's in Hereditary yes, was, was kind of giving away a lot. I yes. was like, man. Yeah, but I, think I, would, I, I would give it another shot. Because I yeah. watched it in two parts. I watched it when something was revealed, came back to it the next day, and finished it. So I feel like maybe if I watched it all the way through, yeah, maybe I'd feel differently about the movie. Yeah. But I don't know. It's it's very complex. It is a yeah. complex movie. Yeah. Like it's not one that's just you can just watch and be like. Eh. I, I think it's gonna be like Hereditary. Either you're really gonna like it or you're really not. I don't think there's yeah. really much in between. No. So it is very artsy. Let's we had to yeah. at least give it that. It's very it's definitely more of a art art house style. Not really even art house, but it's more of an artistic movie. It's not one that's your typical horror movie. <laughs> No. It's not going to be your slasher. It's not going to be. Pay attention. It's a real slow burn, <laughs> yeah. and it's a very slow burn. It's it's not one that's just going to pay off like like clock. You know, just you know, set piece after set piece. It's one that you really have to be in for the right. You know, being for yeah, the long haul. Build up. <laughs> yes, and it's not a long. It's not a short movie either. It's two and a half hours. Yeah, and it feels. I don't. I wouldn't say it feels two and a half. It feels two for sure. Yeah. It definitely is kind of a little long in certain areas, but that's because of that slow build. Yeah. So there's a scene, this uh, girl tries to woo Christian because she's now of age and that's part of the commune is now of age and um, has chosen Christian to mate. So she, she makes a meat pie and puts a pubic hair in it. So that's always awesome. Right. And then... (laughs) In that scene, they also, everybody has some sort of like, it looks like lemonade or some homemade juice of some court, some kind. And yeah, they put, and his is red. So if I really have to tell you what that is supposed to be. It was so obvious. Yeah, it was so bad. I was just like, oh no, don't drink that. Bro, I know you're kind of dense, but, and you're kind of a douche. 
but don't drink that. <laughs> you know, right. even I don't want you to drink that. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it was uh yeah it was I was like oh come on man, and then just that scene that mating scene was that was weird. That was that's probably the weirdest thing I've seen in a while. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it was interesting too. Yeah, it's weird. like I don't want to know what's going. On. I mean, I do know what's going. On. I just. I don't know if this is all necessary. I'm just, I mean, it's for the, for the, I mean, for my artist, yeah, but I, I just, it was weird, yeah. I mean, I get it, it's a cult, I get it, but it's, their rituals are different. Very. I mean, very, very, very different. And how each person died, the, the thing I looked for was, that I, I think I understand sort of. So I know why, so how each member dies is interesting. I, because, I, uh, you know, the British guy, the, sun, the sunflower for eyes, I haven't quite figured that one out. Sunflower for eyes? The, the sunflowers. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I haven't figured that one out because I figured that has to be either he saw too much, or didn't, or he wasn't seeing. He wasn't seeing because uh, he was trying to weave, and the way they had, they did his. I just I didn't figure that one out. Yeah. And then with what's his name, his leg sticking up. I had like what's that all? That's kind of. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I saw that. Eh. I was that's like, why I gotta watch it again. Yeah, that's why I was like, that's just a little cheap. Yeah, I was like, well, that's just cheap. <laughs> y'all had a che- y'all had a lazy day, and that was just a lazy shot. Yeah, but yeah, I just I don't know. And the one, the one guy that was just that was disfigured, the albino, the yeah. he wasn't albino, but because he was just he was just really blonde, and he just and his face was a little face. disfigured. Yes, but yet he was the one that wrote the scrolls or you know basically their version of a bible i guess right i didn't i don't know if that really needed i'm not saying the character wasn't needed i don't think the disfigurement was needed right and to portray to they could have just had him just be like some savant that was just been spoken to by god or you know it's just because to me that almost cheapens it does that make sense? Instead of just figuring it was having to be normal. Yes. Looking. And just say he was the one that was chosen. Yeah. Because otherwise I think it kind of cheapens... It cheapens what the movie really is, which is a very thoughtful, again, slow burn, artsy kind of movie. And yeah. then you put that in there and I'm like, well, that's kind of hacky. That's... Yeah. I mean, they do that in regular horror movies. You know, your t- your mainstream horror movies. True. Some Somebody's got to be disfigured. <laughs> yeah. And I just didn't think they needed it. But I mean, it is what it is. But yeah, it's it. The movie's a trip. I mean, that's all I'm gonna say. It is, and because they're under the influence of hallucinogens for a good part of the movie, the background is the way the background moves, kind of yeah. like a watercolor almost, right? Or a lava lamp. I don't know. It's weird wavy. Like, wavy. Yeah, yeah, it's and the fact that they kept that up through the last thirty, forty-five minutes of the movie. I was like, this is interesting. I said, he's really trying to... I was like, this is... I felt me. like I should have been under the influence while watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't have, I didn't have anything. 
I had water, man. I didn't even think I drank any of it. I didn't. I had it with me. I'm like, I made sure it was clear too. But But it was, yeah. And it's definitely one of the more. And I knew this movie was going to be something, because you basically said, "Well, it's something." Yeah. I mean, you hit the dots and everything. You had the ellipses and everything. I'm like, I was like, yeah, I'm expecting it to be something. I'm just curious. What kind of something it's going to be. Right. When and, he said it was the director of Hereditary, I was like, yeah, it's going to be some weird stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I wasn't expecting that level. <laughs> some unnecessary gore, which there was. Yeah. But yeah. thankfully there wasn't a lot of it. It wasn't gratuitous. It, was, it wasn't, no. It also wasn't needed, but... It, it was there. I guess for... Somebody's going to like this. Yeah, yeah. He likes, apparently he likes having heads bashed in, so... Apparently. Oh, It's man. two movies now. Yeah, that part. <laughs> yeah, that part. That part. Sheesh. So, um, so, yeah, there are, like, a scene in this movie where that happens, and I'm like, and I just went, that wasn't needed. But it, and I, at the same time, like, well, they did in the first, they did not Hereditary too, but, and it wasn't really needed. It was whatever. I guess it helps make it a classified as a horror, I guess. I don't know. It's whatever. But it also... I mean, I, I understand a little bit why they showed stuff like that. Kind of just show the how horrific this place really is. But it was... Uh, so I, I did write down like a couple questions. And uh, the couple questions I had, the only question I got answered was, what's going on with the paintings in her apartment? And it came... And that came in that article... You got answered in that article. Um, the other question is, I wish I knew more about why her sister committed essentially murder-suicide. Yeah. I, I wish know. that would have been explored or at least discussed a little bit more. I mean, I know it's more the MacGuffin just to get the story moving. Right. Give the main character... That's something. pretty... That was a dark. I mean, that's a big <laughs> deal to kind of... Because supposedly she had done this before but never went through with it. Yes. And this time she was including the parents and... That was that was that's, well thought out because this this house she had it set up. Yes. I was like, that's not normal. <laughs> yeah, and and I was just like, I wish I wouldn't. I would, I wanted to know more about that. Yeah, more of that premise. Even just even even it's just like a one scene, one scene, couple minutes, just be like, oh okay. A flashback. Or I don't know. Or a flash. Yeah, flashback. Or I don't know. Anything after like when they get to Sweden about. Her thinking about that, or her, I mean, Paley bringing up the fact that his parent, his family got burned up, too, which then leads to the ending of the movie, and they're like, ah, yeah. they sacrificed themselves. Gotcha. Um, That's the way it's supposed to go. Okay. Yeah, I just, yeah. So that that kind of annoyed me. Um, so yeah, so when like I was saying earlier, the director, the writer slash director, was recovering from a breakup. When he was developing the story, um, and that's more. I think that's about it. I think I'm done. See, yeah, bro. Okay. Yeah, bro. I think we finally. If you want to know more about, after you've seen Hereditary, and you want to know more about the summer. Or sorry. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) It's late and. I've about finished my wine. So, yeah. Second class. Um, 
yeah, if you want to know more about Midsummer, there's a link on our page that really goes into it, and it'll tell you everything you need to know and answer a lot of your questions. Because I guarantee if you see this movie, you are going to have questions, as you should. Um, the So we'll kind of end our discussion of Midsummer. We kind of briefly talked about before the show started uh, some new trailers that have dropped that um, I'll po- I, I will also post on the webpage for y'all to check out. I would love to hear your feedback. So I'm sure everybody knows the new Mulan trailer, the live action, an actual live action, live action. not yes. these, not CG. this air quote air quotes live action for Lion King, right? Lion King live action air quotes around that. Um, I will not, I will not be going to see that willingly, much like I wasn't going to see Aladdin willingly. We'll have to cover Aladdin another day because this one's running long. Apparently, Lion King's not living up to expectations. I haven't read the articles, but I've the heard people... The hell are you saying? The hell are you saying? <laughs> you mean the Lion King's like the Lion King? Sorry, I'm not a fan, I think so... so. I think people went with more expectations than they should have. Oh, they expected it to actually be live action, and they found out it's actually CGI? No, or just yeah. something to do with... This. I don't know. I didn't read the article because I okay. wasn't trying to taint my brain with it. <laughs> Smart thinking. Yeah, I'm still going to watch it. Yeah. But I'm going to subvert my own expectations. There you go. We'll have to talk about it because I'm gonna, I know I'm going to have to see it too. Yeah. Ugh. Things we do for kids. Um, I'll probably be doing this by myself because I don't think my daughter wants to see it. She's I'm, smart. I'm going to ask her. If she doesn't, then it's a solo. Say, so, you know, Jess got to take his daughter, you know. So you, <laughs> maybe you should take one as a team. Or take one for the team. Yeah. So... I've never seen the original Mulan. I've never had any interest to in seeing the original Mulan. Um, kind of got out of Disney movies, I guess, when that one came out. And grew up, and, I don't know. Uh, plus, it just didn't really look interesting, so I've never seen it. The trailer looks interesting. Um, I'll post the tra- all these trailers on our page. Um, the next one, the lives out with or knives out with a, a very large cast. Yeah. Um, a, Definitely, a, it's a murder mystery whodunit, old school. I, it's my kind of, yeah, I'm already in. It's got Chris Evans, so of course I'm going to be in. Um, in a huge cast. And then Jumanji, The Next Level, the sequel to Jumanji, um, the, Welcome to the Jungle. I think, I don't know, I'll, I'm gonna, I'm in. I mean, it's got Danny DeVito, who I absolutely love, so I'm going to, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely in. And then... Um, for us parents that have children that that like stop motion, uh, there's a new Shaun the Sheep movie called called Farmageddon, which I think is an amazing title. That a lot that's also coming out, and I will post all those trailers for everybody to be able to watch. Uh, let's see, you got anything you want to add? What you got coming up? Uh, what are you gonna watch? Oh wait, you just saw Crawl. You saw Crawl. Okay, we'll have to talk about that next episode. Um, you have anything coming up that you're planning on going to see? That'll probably be Lion King. Oof. I was thinking about Stuber, but I'm not sure. Still okay. not sure on that. Okay. Yeah. Stay tuned for Stu. <laughs> um, if Rocket Man's still playing, I still need to see that. Because um, Mom's wanting to talk about that. And I told her her and I would, would uh, either... Skype or record something to, yeah. to talk about it because I know she's 
plan on seeing it, and I haven't seen it yet, and I still really want to. I've heard nothing but good things. Pretty much after I saw the trailer, I go, wow, this is what I wish Bohemian Rhapsody would have been. And pretty much what I've heard is people saying basically the same thing. This is what this is better than Bohemian Rhapsody is probably how they should have done it as well. So, um, and I don't like I'm not a Elton John fan, but I'm going to go see it because I think I think how they tell the story is the most creative thing and the most innovative. So that's how more why I want to go see it. Um, other than that, I'm not sure. Oh, um, Tuesday, my five dollar. My $5 movie. Um, as of right now, taking um, my daughter to go see Toy Story 4. I have seen Toy Story 1 and 2. I have not seen 3 because 3, I was told, makes everybody cry at the end. And I cry enough at the silliest of things. I really didn't need to see that. Um, I think that's it. I don't think I have anything else coming up. Yeah, it looks like Rocketman's still playing, so I'll probably go try and hit that up um thank you guys for listening let's see we please um, feel free to please subscribe to the podcast and like us on our facebook fan page if you haven't already and um we will try and come back we have a new episode soon and uh, i guess thank you guys for listening patrick thanks for listening we'll catch you next time all right